Hey friends, welcome back to Mommy's Nightcap. Val here. I am just doing a quick intro for you guys. This week, we decided we were going to interview two of our great friends, Axel and Ricky. I don't think we really introduced them when we got started, so I just wanted to let you know who we were talking to. We did our first Zoom call, um, which we've never done to get this podcast set up, and it was a hard time. So if there's any sound issues, I do apologize. But hopefully you guys enjoy this. It is something we had a lot of fun doing. So hopefully you guys can hear that and enjoy the podcast. Hello guys, welcome to Mommy's Nightcap. And our first guest besides like Sarah. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like Sarah is like an honorary member. Like say, like say, you know, the talk or the real, they have that one rotating person. Like, say, if Evelyn goes on vacation or you go on vacation, it's like, oh, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's our rotating, our rotating host. I love, I love it. I haven't heard from Sarah in years, so I appreciate her being on the podcast. Everybody's got babies but us, dude. Right. Take your time. <laughs> Period. But um, we start every podcast. We're talking about what beers we have. Um, I am drinking the Not Your Father's Root Beer. It is so gross. <laughs> it's it's my husband's mm, favorite. Yeah, it, it so was, bad. It's so good. It's so bad. Whatever. What are you drinking, Evelyn? Um, since uh the that beer was nasty, I'm drinking the Taco Cat again. Kettle sour ale, delicious. Yeah, Makes good. your taste buds purr. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really drink much, so I've just got Coke. Choice, good choice. I am going through some shit, so I'm just drinking water. But I'm drinking in an 801 Royal Cup, which for me are very nostalgic because I sold a lot of alcohol at that bar. So, so I mean, there's like alcohol residue in the cup, <laughs> what you're <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it doesn't go in my system, but yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so I gathered you guys here today <laughs> because our podcast today we wanted to do something you know for pride month and wanted to talk to you both about you know just being part of the lgbtq plus community and being a minority um i know so many people have so many different stories but i feel like you both have i i guess i've sort of seen them throughout the years so your stories to me are very unique and stories that I feel like should be heard so I'm really excited to you know get them out there and I'm really glad you guys said yes because <laughs> I know not everybody wants to sit there and talk about this or you know yeah. relive those moments that weren't always the best or you know but I know you guys have both come out and been you guys are amazing people and to watch you grow has been great so I'm really excited to you know be able to hear your stories and Put him out there. So, whoever wants to go first. Um, I mean, well, I guess because I came out first, I'll go first. with me. Oh, um, well, I mean, we've you guys, including uh, Ricky, were pretty much there, you know, um, kind of throughout it all. Like we were in middle school (laughs) when I um, actually like the past few years and even when I was attempting to do a documentary with Ricky a few years ago um I really I, I, I still have that footage it's gonna happen one day trust well, me yeah that was for my benefit show right yes yeah. yeah, kind of like 
I think I did two trips. I don't remember, but the benefit show was really fun. That was cool. Yeah. But um, uh, just uh, I realized like, oh my god, like I came out at twelve years old. I that came was, out. That's something that mm-hmm. I was gonna say too. Like you were so young, and Evelyn and I were talking about it, and it's like it's been so long that I, there's gonna be such a weird thing to say, but I don't remember a point where like it wasn't like everyone knew I clothes gay. Like it, it feels like just so long ago. Like yeah. It just felt like like we knew you and you were gay. Like it was just it was that was it. Like yeah, like you know, which is yeah, yeah you were so young. I was yeah, I was just I was I could I couldn't don't really know how to explain it. But one thing that really helped me come out was um, uh, a the media at the time. Um, things in the mid two thousands and early two thousands were slowly transitioning. And I'm going to talk a lot about media and entertainment, given that that's my field of work. And in school, we talked a lot about uh, our community and the media and stuff. And even my mentors and professors were like, you came out at 12? I said, I sure did, baby. <laughs> um, but I remember um, well, pretty much, let's start like when I realized or like I knew. Um, I just remember being made fun of by like the older kids at church when I was little or like my brother and his friends or... Like, my brother said he always knew. And that's why, like, he tried to man me up because he knew he couldn't be there to protect me. Yeah. She would have told me that in a moment. But uh, <laughs> told me later when we had, like, a heart-to-heart. When we were like, what the fuck, bro? Why are you like yeah, this? <laughs> I was literally getting bullied at school and coming home and getting beat by my brother. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I remember, like, this is so extra, but I remember, like, being so dramatic and just playing, <laughs> playing freaking Ashley Simpson <laughs> to get through (laughs) (laughs) yeah so random and i dedicated that to my boyfriend at the time that whatever y'all anyways um but i just remember um you know we're latinos so by the way i'm from honduras we're all central american here period remember if y'all remember the novella a salome um it's um it's it has that song from uh, marco antonio solis um no hay nada más difícil that show i love that he was talking about this crazy um i just remember and i shouldn't have done this but i did um i had a dream there was a gay character and he did drag at the cabaret and um i had a dream that i was kissing him and a few days later i remember i was sitting in my mom's bed like she was just getting ready for bed and i was like about to go to my room and i was like mommy um i remember telling her like just i didn't but before that conversation i'm about to talk about there was never like oh it's it's pecado you can't do this or do that we never had any there wasn't anything wasn't until i brought it up that night that ever from that moment on my mom was like i said mom i had i think i'm going to be gay in the future and she's like, why do you, what, que? Que? And I was like, I had a dream that, you know, I was kissing, I, f- I forget the actor's name. Like he was in, a, he was in a whole bunch of novelas and from Salome, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, no, no. Of course we prayed. Um, I ain't got nothing against God. We here, we good. But back then I was just like, huh? You know, I was like eight or seven. Salome was in elementary school. That was one time. The second time I had, y'all are gonna really laugh. I had, <laughs> I had a dream. This is so specific. I was in the uh, snowy mountains in a tent, and I was 
cuddled naked with Nick Carter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nick Carter. Ew, yeah. Out of, and the thing is, I wasn't even a Backstreet Boys fan as much. I was an NSYNC fan. So I was so confused. Why Nick that. Carter? And I, girl, I don't know. <laughs> Tell me, please. Tell I, me why. Nothing. But I remember that. And I just remember at that time growing up, um, I remember I got to pretty much I got to middle school and things changed. The jokes, I mean, the bullying went from, you know, in elementary school, it's like, oh, you're fat or your mama, your dad or whatever, your grandma. When I got to sixth grade, it was, oh, you're a faggot, you're gay. And I was just like, what? You know, it wasn't cool to listen to Britney if you were a boy anymore. Like that phase ended because we in middle school, you know. Things just kind of progressed. I was becoming a preteen and my parents were going through stuff. My mom worked day and night. My dad was an addict. God bless him wherever he's at. Actually, I know where he's at, but I'm not going over there. And um, my brother was in La Calle, you know, a bagando. He was a teenager. So I spent a lot of time alone at home. My mom was paranoid because my brother ruined everything. I couldn't go out. I couldn't go to sleepovers. I couldn't have friends over because my mom wasn't home. So all I had was my TV and my CDs, which is why I'm so into the industry and I appreciate it. And um, once, like, and that's, this is why, like, I fought so much to do my projects on Viacom, which is the parent company, the MTV, was because MTV really, the content in the mid-2000s helped me be like, screw this, like, I'm gay. Like, fuck it. Like, I don't care. And also Will and Grace. Thank God for Will and Grace. The happy laugh. <laughs> Will and Grace. Oh my God. The days that was so sad, like, lifted me up because Jack, like, I was like, you're so confident and like witty. And then you look at Will and he's a little bit masculine, but still getting into fashion and stuff and, and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then um, seventh grade rolls around and all you hear is this name, y'all about to laugh, is Mitch. 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 Oh, Mitch. I remember Mitch. I just had flashbacks. Oh my gosh. Shit. Mitch. And we're like, everybody's like, who the fuck? Like, or oh, not everybody. I was like, who is Mitch? And all I knew about Mitch, and we're still cool, like on Facebook, and we'll write each other in for a comment. I forgot about that too. Like, you said the name, and I was like, yeah, oh, I remembered somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's an ongoing joke. Everyone don't remember anybody, like nobody. Like, I can't remember this person from high school. No clue, not no. a damn clue. Yeah. I'm really I, happy she remembers. I remember Mitch though. Seventh grade rolls around. Mitch. Uh, all I knew was that he was 14. He was from New York, and he lost his virginity supposedly in like a threesome, and that was the rumor. And uh, I that was wasn't true, like, right? oh, okay. I have. I don't remember. Honestly. I know. I know. I know. We that summer we talked for hours. That, that long distance bill was high. My mama was pissed. She's like, "Who you calling the Virgin Islands?" I was like, "My friend Michelle." Um, you know, and uh, well, uh, and I just remember. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh my god! The cherry on this. Um, that same year in seventh grade, the Passion of the Christ came out in theaters by Mel Gibson. And our youth group went to go watch it. My mom went with us, which was weird. She never went with the group. And things between me and my brother were really bad because he started to take his anger out on my dad, on me. And he just resented me, whatever, bullied, whatever. 
were coming home from the movie theater and my mom didn't know this. this is, I was such a weird kid. My mom's Toyota Previa had this glove compartment underneath the like radio console. And she didn't know this, but I had a knife in there, like my own little knife in there. And my brother and his girlfriend were in the backseat. Obviously his girlfriend, Gloria, she was so sweet. Anytime I, I run into her, she hugs me. Uh, was defending me but my brother was just being the dick and then he just starts sneaking me in the back of my head and um, I just remember like saying something about the knife or this and that or whatever we get into my mom pulls over this and that well we get home and my mom was the type please don't say nothing because my dad was going to get involved so I just had to suck it up and deal with it well I was so just pissed off at the world and I was so over everything that that night um, I just walked out the door. I didn't say shit. My mom's like, it was like already 10 p.m. She's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to my tia Tita's house. My, my ass was, at 12 years old, was going to walk all the way to the freaking levee to my tia's house because I just, I didn't want to be here. And obviously, if I go to my dad's sister's house, problem. Well, I just remember being in the driveway, crying with my mom. And I don't know why I just felt the need to say it. And I was like, mom, I'm gay. And... Of course, she was just like, what? Like, and she was already crying because of the whole like drama that was going on and it just added to it. And yeah, I remember saying that. And um, that's when she really, really started watching me and paying attention to what I was watching on TV and everything. I remember um, she's like, I don't know what she was reading. I'm watching MTV in the living room and it was like the real world like recap. And it was, um, they were going through the seasons. Well, the original new orleans real world there was a gay couple and the guy one guy was in the army and this was before this was when don't ask don't, don't tell was in effect so the producers had to blur his face well i don't know what but there was another scene where two guys are making out and my mom looks up and she's like guess that's all and i was like probably eating a chip i was like the real world like what and of course i knew what she was referring to when she asked me you know and i'm just like the real world like it's nothing you know and uh oh my god she just watched me like a hawk even more it was like so ridiculous i still got my own phone line oh i got my own phone line because because y'all got cell phones in middle school so some people did i got my own phone line because my brother my brother got his own phone line you had a cell phone in eighth grade you had a variety. You had a razor in eighth grade. I did not. No, 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 no. no. She had the flip Verizon phone like Lauren Conrad did on the season. Oh, with the sword kid. That was freshman year. That was in eighth grade. You sure? That was freshman year. It was after Katrina that I got a cell phone. Oh, okay, fair enough. You win. Because everyone's balling out of control after Katrina. <laughs> I didn't get a phone till I was. A oh senior. yeah, you had a, You got your job at Subway. I remember. I did. Yeah, I, I remember. Subway. I love that we just all connect. Well, anyways, I back think to it's it. crazy that that they were hiring fourteen-year-olds at the time. Like, they they were oh, baby, I'm pretty sure the no, French Quarter going to hire kids pretty soon because don't nobody want to go back to work. Um, but um, not to digress. Sorry, but I my mom always had clues. She had moments. Um, and what really helped me breathe more was, was Mitch. Um, I just remember one day I, he didn't know me. I didn't know him. I just was in my head one day and I wrote him this note, told him how I felt. And he always, after lunch, I knew he went to Miss Stoviak's class and I went to Mr. O'Neill's room, but had Miss Connor. And I just, I just told myself one day and I, I remember the date, dude. May twenty third. It was right before final exam. Wow. I still have all his shit in this little memory box. I have all y'all shit, y'all's notes, our pictures, everything. I don't throw Aww. shit. Away. And 
I just gave him a note and I was like, I think you're cute. I mean, I think you're cute. I like you. I'm gay. Please don't tell anybody. I've never told anyone, blah, 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 blah. And he wrote me, uh, wrote me a note in class and gave it to me after the bell rang and was like, I think you're cute too. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anybody. And pretty much like that was like my first like school on the phone boyfriend. And obviously I didn't tell anybody. He was friends with this. I was about to say stupid. They're not stupid. Uh, the prep, the preppy girls. Um, there was this one chick named Shelby. I forgot her last name. And her mom was a teacher there too. And she was a she was a, a on the dance team. That little one is the one that went and told her friends because Mitch was like, "I'm just gonna tell one person." And I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." I didn't process. I know, that. I know who you're talking about, but I'm not gonna say her last name. I I forgot. Her last name starts with an S, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I like forgot the name. Durberger's something. And and Shelby, if you're listening or anybody that knows Shelby, like no ill will. Like back then I was like, oh, but now I'm like so thankful that you did that. So God bless you, girl, wherever you're at. And you know, hopefully you're still a dancer. If not, let me know. We could dance. Um and I just I just remember like that's when that started to come out, like telling people one by one, one by one, my closest girlfriend at the time was uh my friend shelby singleton another shelby and uh brion johnson and come to find out when i came out they're both like wait what because they had crushes on me and i was like huh i will I say like, before this i think you were known as the save the whales guy was that the, yes. save the whales time <laughs> Was it in seventh? I was in high school. No, I think that was middle school too. That was, that was it. Was the same book bag the whole the whole. Axel was the Save the Whales guy. Save the like, whales. He I had, had that. this big thing on his backpack that said Save the Whales. Save the whales. We all knew it was Axel. I mean, he was really tall and obviously stuck out, but like he was the Save the Whales guy. I Katrina took that book bag. No, it didn't. No, where is that book bag? I don't throw. How in that box, Axel? I don't know. But how did they not like? No, just because like like we met you in sixth grade and like I thought it was obvious. I maybe like maybe denial maybe maybe, just, and then I I knew them since elementary so it was oh, okay. like, maybe they were used to it you know yeah. I don't know and then um I pretty much slowly started to come out and it helped the then then it was just a week left of school and then you know kaput well come eighth grade you know it's eighth grade it's our last year like we're the top dogs and I just remember like I finally got myself on Dickies I got me some some strap you know high tops I got me a gold chain with you know my the letter a I had a fade I remember like okay cool like let's do it eighth grade I felt good I was still talking to Mitch the thing about Mitch was that his dad like worked on like with international sales so he moved to the Virgin Islands um so we never got to chill we never kissed all we did was just had a conversation in the boys bathroom one time and the rest was on the phone or notes like we never had you know um it just it didn't work but that whole summer like we talked and I had somebody to talk to about it and stuff and da 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 well come eighth grade um I was just starting to tell everyone I was like oh I'm gay oh I'm gay or I would ask my boyfriend my brother's girlfriend at the time what would you think if I was gay like I was starting those questions with people you know just and, stubbing your uh, foot in the water and see. Yeah, just to see. 
and then eighth grade happened and obviously like you know y'all were there and uh it was just like oh this is the new gay guy in town you know mitch was gone i took over the throne you know <laughs> and <laughs> ricky and uh and i just started to own it thanks to the media and another thing too where you know once these dudes were like oh faggot i turn around and be like yeah what's up like, <laughs> yeah i remember that <laughs> they were like so like wait what i'm like yeah anything else you want to say you know which and it and it showed me like who were my friends and who weren't in the guy perspective yeah and that's why i love mo so much because i didn't have a guy friend again until i met mo in ninth grade you know he literally never cared he's like <laughs> yeah he was just like and then on top of that he liked that he didn't have to keep babysitting but because I, I was babysitting her because i was treating her like a sister you know <laughs> so they were all the brothers would think oh, oh you're an axel cool later fine <laughs> click you yeah know? And we're like walking to Walgreens to get pasta or whatever. I don't know. So I want to talk about, so this leads into a transition to high school. And one of the things that we talked about and that I pointed out was you were, there was, came a point where you were extremely angry Yeah. and you harbored this anger. And we sort of had a conversation about like, and you were like, Hey, like, I didn't think about like how angry I really was. So I kind of want to talk about why that was and where that came about. And because it sounds like when you got there, like you were kind of like, you were like, yeah, like I'm good. But like what happened in that transition to high school that like changed all for you? I think the transition in high school, I think a little bit Katrina had something to do with it. Just being away those six weeks in Houston in a hotel room with no other adolescents, with cousins that I couldn't really trust just yet um older cousins um and also reflecting back elite it goes back to that stereotype of that angry bitter gay you know I was um angry because I couldn't be myself at home or my mom was just hovering over me and coming to school was like a relief but at the same time it was just like I wasn't happy. Like, obviously, I was overweight. I grew my hair out for some stupid reason. Oh, God, uh, I remember that. Oh, my God. Uh, I just remember my acting was bad. I was overweight. I was just um, trying not to worry about what other people's opinions and stuff. But then, like, you know, it still affects you, you know, no matter, like, how how much. But I just remember just being angry because um, I wasn't ever really truly happy inside. I know I was out and I owned it and life, but when it came to like love or talking to guys or just just being like an openly gay guy in general sometimes it kind of it kind of affected them like the mood sometimes or like my mood or I would just wake up and be like I'm in this shitty ass world but it was high school and we were teenagers you know and I've kind of over the years learned to let that go going to Orlando helped a lot (laughs) okay that's that's another thing I was gonna say I feel like Because even when you were here, like, after high school, I saw you a lot. And you were, it was just, like, working, drinking, smoking. That was, like, that was that was the routine. And I can't even say much because that was mine, too. Yeah. But, and then I in college in there, you know. I would see you bits and pieces in between, like, when I was living in Austin. Yeah. And I think when you moved back from Orlando, which was my actual wedding day. Yeah. I think I genuinely like in that time that you lived in Orlando and like when I saw you come back like you genuinely looked so happy to me and it's yeah. like I can tell Orlando did a lot for you yeah 
No, no, no. No, go ahead. You go first because you forgot. No, I was just going to say, like, what happened in that time that, like... I think I just found my people in the sense of back to when I was a kid, I was locked inside with all this entertainment and media stuff to keep me inside because my mom was like, whatever keeps them happy, you know, that's why I was overweight because any little food or frozen pizza or chocolate, like she'd buy me because it kept me inside and she worked a lot. So it was like, okay, he's home. It's that safe. It's that bien. You know, no, no, stop. Jodiendo en la calle. And, um, was that part of it? Like a fear of just in general or was it? Because no, in, in general, typical Latina mom, like, oh, yeah. I was to la pasar, oh, you know, your brother estaba ganando haciendo drogas, I don't want you to do the same thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, when I found Orlando, for me, it was, I just, I just, like, God just put it in me, like, you know, come knock on this door. If I open it for you or not, it, it is what it is, just come knock on this door. So I kept knocking and he finally opened it and I found my people. Like, prior to that, I was, you know, I would... Like, say Taylor Swift dropped an album and, yeah, I'd buy it, but I'd go on Billboard.com and read the article about her release, how she sold, like, 1.5 million copies and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then also, um, I got to be a new version of me in the sense of be truly me, you know? Like, I didn't hold anything back. I was the eldest out of all my friends because I forgot that college is mainly straight out of high school kids. Um, I was 24. They were all 18, 19 and I was just surrounded the thing about Full Sail is it's a this is what my friend Kim who does my website and my cousin's website she, uh, she said we're a school of nerds and within that school of nerds there's different community of nerds so you had the business people the musicians the production people the film people the gamers like so I found like my nerds be like everything I was curious about in the entertainment industry um you know like just came about and then I decided like I'm in Florida I want to move to Miami one day I want to look like a boss ass bitch so I hired a trainer with those student loans regretfully and um since I was broke I would just quickly buy healthy food and I started to lose weight and I updated all these dating apps and then boom that's when they all started coming started so think, oh baby them notifications was crazy <laughs> It was out this wall. I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. I already, I already got what I wanted. Why is my profile still on? Um, I think that's what it was. My self-esteem before, my confidence was not there as a ho- an openly gay guy because I never... Um, oh, an example. Like, if it wasn't for 801, I wouldn't know what pride was. I wasn't that gay guy. Like, say, for example, another Latino that came out and then left King that we recently talked about, me and you, Val, this week on the, you know. Yeah. He, when he came out, he started to do drag and to do this and to do that. that like, he was in the world, um, you know, the gay world. Me, I was still the gay guy in the straight clique or the straight community. So when I moved to Orlando, I, I decided, like, let me chill with my people. Let me, like, do stuff, have more gay friends, have less female fake-ass bitches and shit, you know, and and I think that's what really helped was I started to really, like, embrace myself more as a gay man. Because I remember when I worked at 801, you know, it was down the street from the eyes. But say, for example, the owner would come and be like, Axel, like, how much is cover at, at, you know, the pub? I'm like, I don't know. I don't go there. <laughs> like, I honestly, the only times I've really been, and like, Ricky can vouch, was probably, like, the one or two times I ran into you back in the day, you know? Um, and that, that's really what it was. I guess my confidence and just the self-esteem and just 
growing up, you know, I remember I came home and I never had a beard or facial hair. I never, I always had a fade for years. I was swollen. If you look at my old photos, like I like to say, and I came home one day and one of my co coworkers at 801, because I picked up shifts was like, you're grown into like a really handsome man. And it just, I was like, and then I was, you know, with the deep voice and I could be a total dick instead of a bitch. Like, um, I felt a little bit more masculine and, um, in the sense of like, okay, you know, soy hombre, like I got this, like I can, I don't have to be a prissy bitch or do drag or like I've, I won't, I've never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I know what it is. Great marketing, great media, but another Viacom show. I know, look at Ricky, he's just like, what? I've never, it's never, I don't have a problem with it, obviously, but it's never been me. And I've always wondered, are there other gay guys like me that don't, you know, like I'm sure there are. Like there's yeah, you know. And it's not like on purpose. I just I don't know. I just never and I'm totally about having gay friends. I actually had a few gay friends the past three few years because of Cunada, but they all either went back to Mexico or went back to LA or moved. I so that's true too. Like I've never for the most part, I've never known you to have a lot of like gay friends now that I'm thinking about it. And yeah. on that, I was thinking about how like I think people also associated you here, like compared to in Orlando, they didn't know. But like here, people always associated you as like Lola, always hanging out with all these girls and da da da. And in in Orlando, you weren't that person. Like you um, can step away from that. And I feel that because that was me in Austin. Austin, I finally felt like I like I always tell people I, I like was raised in New Orleans, but I grew up in Austin. Like I Yes, I love that. I love that. I'm gonna start saying I was not an adult here. Like, I was not an adult. If you Thank met me that year, I moved to the North Shore. I was not an adult. It was rough. That was rough. <laughs> but. I think I went to visit y'all once. Yeah. On the North Shore? Yeah. Appreciated. Yeah, we went to Applebee's, I remember. Shout out to Ricky. He still worked there. Ricky came too. That, oh, yeah, those chicken salad? Let me stop. Anyway. So, but yeah, no, that, um, that's really what it was. And looking back, I wish I would have physically fought more in the sense, because I remember, I know we got to be careful with names, but there was this one dude on the football team. By the time high school happened, everybody, like all my bullies, and I'm sure y'all remember some of them. Um, I know Ricky knows some of them. Y'all do too. I just don't want to name names to just, you know, because it's just fucked I up. I can edit it I'm out. still friends with them. I won't be friends with them. Oh, no, you're fine. Because they've all... It was five main bullies in Meisler. And... I can edit it out. Tell me who. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know these people. No. You don't know any of them. You went to high school with them. That doesn't mean I know them. I know, right? Like, so I just then... did not pay attention to anybody. Oh, I think it was four. And then there was this one tall Latino, and he had, like, a birthmark on his eye. I remember. Yeah, you remember him? Oh my God, el me jodía. Como me jodía, man. I remember one time I was walking to class with my friend and I was talking shit with her. And thankfully, like, Nancy was cool with him because of the whole, like, ESL click. And I called her, like, whatever, stupid bitch. And he turned around and said, who, who the fuck you talking to? And Nancy already knew, like, she turned around and she was like, no, 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 he's talking to me. Like, he's not fucking with you. Like, relax. And I was just like, what the, why is there, like, why y'all fucking with me? I remember that. I remember, like, in eighth grade, I would get tripped. I would get pushed. I got spit on. I had paper thrown at me. 
Um, that that makes me so angry. I uh, I remember like I would get out the car and I would tell my mom in the morning I'd be like, please pray for me, and she thought I was just like asking her to pray for me, but I was just like more so seventh and sixth grade, like you know, con miedo. But in eighth grade, I had less miedo because my anxiety was better because I came out, but it was still happening. But my confidence was a little bit better because when I got booed at the talent show, remember, by all those mm-hmm. dudes, I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear it. I just heard because y'all. We were cheering you on because yeah. we were like, go Axel. I didn't even know. You were having even, a great fucking time. I didn't even know I got booed till Mr. Fallon gets on the mic and says, we don't boo our, you know, I was like, I got booed. I didn't even remember that. I didn't know. I was having such a good time with y'all seeing Selena. <laughs> He's like we saying we, we don't get booed and you're just like, yeah. I'm just like, wait, they who booed me? And it was all them fuckers <laughs> sitting on the right side of the, I remember, I'll never forget it. I cheered louder. You can cheer, bitch. I know. We know. But no, but like fast forward to the future, like, you know, you grow up, you go to a bar, you know, you run into people. And then obviously I had that friendship with Jonathan for a minute. Um, But they all apologized to me. The dude, Josh, after eighth grade, I never saw him again. I think he went back to wherever he was from. Um, But yeah, Wilfredo... We ran into each other at a bar. He bought, he paid for my tab that night and we just talked. He apologized. He actually did some really fucked up shit. His cousin dated my cousin, which is my cousin, Kevin, EDG, Elagasigo's sister. And we were really close my freshman year because of Katrina, we were all together. And Victor, who was Franny's boyfriend at the time, was Wilfredo's cousin. And long story short, like that stupid motherfucker told my people that I was gay. And I remember, like, little Kevin, like, asked, like, bringing it up when I was 14. I think Kevin was 11, and he didn't understand. He was, like, talking to me about it. I was like, no, no, no. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I remember I, I wasn't, like, man enough yet to confront him. So I went and told Jenny something. You remember he dated Jenny Duff? Um, anyway, y'all probably don't remember, but I do. Look at Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. I told, I told Jenny something, and I, was, I don't know what happened, but after that, it was done. Yeah, so when high school came, after pretty much sophomore year started, and we were good. Everybody, and you know, there wasn't any more bullying or picking. Nobody was talking shit. Um, and then what, like, the only, there was one dude on the football team, and I don't feel bad. Uh, he referred to himself as a certain pastry. Um, yes. boom. You could say it. Oh, bagel. yeah, bagel. Yeah, bagel. Yeah, have you ever heard the story of why he got that nickname? I love telling that story. Tell me. I didn't know. I never knew. Tell me. Let's talk. Let's see if I can get through it without laughing. Apparently, he was running one day for, like, football practice. And the coach was like... He runs like a bagel? Like a bagel? He was like... That's how... Really? That's what... That's crazy. I never knew that. I was like... I I mean... Yeah. I never... He was just like, you run like a bagel. Dude, he, he was the worst. He would walk up. I, I, I'd be at my locker and he would just walk up to my ear and be like, faggot, and walk away. Ew. And, it, and it wasn't until one day I turned around and said, say that shit fucking loud. And you know, I have my, I have my big ass voice, right? And he turned around and said, and, and acted like he didn't say it. I said, say it again, bitch. I'm a faggot, right? Say it one more fucking time. I was just, I was aggravated that day. I don't know if it had something to do with somebody hacked my MySpace. I don't know what, but I was pissed off that day. And I just turned around and said, nigga, that shit again, bitch. And I just punched the locker. And ever since then, and that's when all them dudes were like, whoa, like, 
you know, Axel, like he might be gay, but you know, he's he's a dude. And that's where the respect of, you know, Lola's a dude, Axel's cool came into about, and that's when all the jocks and whatever. And then next thing you know, I'm popular. I didn't realize I was that popular in high school, honestly. And um a little fun fact that made me feel better. <laughs> First semester at Delgado, we have a class together. The final project was to present something that you believed in. I don't know. I forgot what the fuck I did. But obviously, I already smoked weed. But just his his was on reasons why marijuana should be legal. And they were so stupid that when I looked at him, I said, you're a little piece. I think in my head, you're a piece of shit. Why did I ever give a, like, care about what you said or bullied me? Like, you're, no offense, you're a fucking loser. Like, in my head, you know, I was like, what a fucking idiot. Like, because as soon as you said that, some people, like, sucked their teeth in class or some people rolled their eyes and the teacher was just like, wow, you know? And I'm just like, out of all things, you want to talk about pot? Like, how immature are you? So in my head, it was just like, you know, blah, 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 like, whatever, move on. And then, you know, we graduated in life and things got better. I don't really think I've experienced homophobia as an adult. Um, I guess porque, you know, yo nunca me dejo y nunca me voy a dejar. That's always been my motto since right. I came out. Like, you know, you're not, you're not about to fuck with me and you're not about to start because I'm going to end it. I don't give a fuck. Y'all go to jail. I get a concussion. Whatever, bitch. Let's, it's on and popping. Let's go. Like, fuck. I'm not, don't play with me. And so everything my brother tried to do worked, you know. <laughs> with your mom like what would you say like is there any because I love your mom and I yeah. um, like I, love I wonder how is that relationship now or is it something that she that bothers her like does she think about that? um I everything happens for a reason so prior to me being 19 um it was just we didn't talk about it I remember when we had the FEMA trailer still I was a freshman and there was a certain certain Latinos that I was not rumored they were true that I was messing with and my young ass ran my mouth well my mom suspected something because they were over chilling you know the FEMA trailer oh, yeah and then I found out later that that little bathroom in the back you could hear everything my mom heard everything on when I had myself on that night bitch she heard everything so I, I remember one time we got into it my dad was there for once he was on the couch and I just turned around and said I'm just like, mom, you're just being a fucking bitch because, you know, I'm fucking gay and you don't like it. And then she said, give me the easiness. I said, that's right. I suck dick. And you're just mad that you don't like it. My my dad did that. Sat on, was like holding a beer, you know, in the little brown bag. And <laughs> just like, they couldn't say shit because it was like my bullies at school. I was like, I'm gay and what, you know, oh, get over it, bitch, you know. I and, and that's what led to my anger too a little bit yeah. was that part like the one person that i love was because of the religion we are in or where whatever i'm I'm not religious i just have a connection with god and that's it period um i mean amen um and it was super it was a lot it was um that was a lot of anger i resented her and i would i overthink my whole life and i just kept thinking like damn the day i get married she's not gonna be there like that hurt me well, when I was 19, I befriended some old friends from middle school and we watched Paranormal Activity, the second one. And leading back to religion, I went home to my mom and I was like, mom, like, can ghosts like do stuff? Is that real? Like demonios and blah, blah, blah. You know, in la casa cuando que te tiran or whatever. And you know, we were talking and then she's like, you know, maybe you need to go back to church. 
and then it led to I don't want to go to church because those viejitas talk too much shit and I'm not about to let them talk shit about me just because of who I am and it wasn't until I sat there and explained to her mom all my friends at the time have kids you don't think I want my kids to grow up with them so we can all be like lovey-dovey southern Louisiana friends you know like you don't think I want Gabriel my blood nephew my brother's kid to grow up with my kids you don't think I want to be married and have a family and have a significant other and build a mom. You don't think I want that? Like, that's not. And, the, and another thing, too, I was like, mom, you think I woke up one day and said, hey, me voy a sentar en una pija. That's what I did. I was like, you know, I was like, mom, like, pensalo, like, eso duele. You know, like, it's not comfortable. Like, it's, literally, I told her, I was like, mom, you think I woke up and said, I want to get, you know, no, like it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to part one of our podcast about growing up LGBTQ plus as a minority. We appreciate you guys listening. Please follow us on social media. We're Mommy's Nightcap on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast. Thank you so much. Leave us a review and we'll have part two up for you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.